All right, let's get right into today's subject, which is titled, Fortnite is fine, you are not. You, if you have teenage children, or even younger, uh, if you're around children at all, you've probably seen this huge craze with this game, Fortnite. It's still one of your classic uh, first-person shooter games, but it's made a huge impact on the gaming industry. And I know as a parent and also as a therapist, I've heard and experienced a lot with it. I've had a lot of parents come in and talk about their child's addiction to Fortnite. So I want to talk a bit about addiction versus avoidance with gaming. And, you know, is video gaming really an addiction? Now, recently, uh, the World Health Organization made a statement about the addictive qualities of video gaming and deemed it as one of those things to watch for. Okay. Um, we've, you know, we've heard a lot about this in the media. We've heard a lot of concern. I know back in 2013, Obama gave the CDC, Center for Disease Control, uh, a big budget to do research on violence in video gaming and the effects there. And so there's a lot out there, but there's also a lot out there talking about why it's not an addiction. Uh, here's a statement in a recent article in Psychology Today about a research from Cardarius. And it states, he referred to demonstrates that certain pathways in the forebrain where dopamine is the neurotransmitter become active when people are playing video games. And drugs like heroin activate some of these same pathways. What Cardarius and similar articles leave out, however, is the fact that everything that is pleasurable activates these pathways. These are the brain's pleasure pathways. If video gaming didn't increase activity in these dopaminergic <laughs> pronounce that right, these dopamine pathways, we would have to conclude that video gaming is no fun. The only way to avoid producing this kind of effect on the brain would be to avoid everything that is pleasurable. And so it continues to say in the article, as gaming researchers Patrick Markey and Christopher uh, Ferguson in 2017 point out in a recent book, video gaming raises dopamine levels in the brain to about the same degree that eating a slice of pepperoni pizza or dish of ice cream does without the calories. That is, it raises dopamine to roughly double its normal resting level. Whereas drugs like heroin, cocaine, or amphetamine raises dopamine by roughly 10 times that much. So there is a lot of controversy still, and this the uh, the question is still out. You know, is it a, is it addiction, right, or is it something else? I want to talk a bit about it being an avoidance. So, and I've talked about this before, and think about this statement for a second. Does video gaming does it create problems? Right? Does it create these socially awkward, these socially maladjusted, these low motivated, um, angry, ornery, you know, slouchy kids? Or does it simply expose us? So again, would these kids you know, I've talked about this with social media before. Would these these children who do, you know, gaming five, six, seven hours a day, 
if it wasn't gaming, would it just be something else? And so does gaming just expose who we really are? And that again, being avoidance, right? Another measure of avoiding things that are difficult in life, things that we don't want to face, things that are a challenge. Now, here's my big question, right? Is where are the parents in these situations? So I'm going to come at this kind of hard and this will be a shorter podcast because I think this message needs to be put out. I've been meeting with a lot of parents recently, again, who have come to me and said, gosh, my kid has this huge problem with gaming. And again, Fortnite this summer has been a big, big deal. They're talking about sleep disturbance. They're talking about mood disturbance. They're talking about difficulty with appetite. I mean, they're literally describing symptoms of depression. Now, I don't think their child's clinically depressed, probably making the parent (laughs) a bit clinically depressed and anxious dealing with them. But yeah. We're talking about low motivation and and sometimes very similar. But the, one of the first things I'll ask the parents is, okay, what are you doing about it? Well, you know, I mean, some will talk about restricting their time a bit. We'll tell them to go do something else. But then they tell me, yeah, but then they just fight me on it. And it's not worth the battle. So we've got a real problem here. Right? We don't have a Fortnite problem. We don't have a gaming problem. We've got a parenting problem. Now, I can speak from personal experience. I'm not coming from, you know, the ivory tower and saying, look, you know, do this. And even though I don't have any experience, right, in this, I get it. Okay. I have kids. I have a 16-year-old. I've got a 19-year-old. I've got a 10-year-old. If I let them, they would play games nonstop. Right now, you want to ask me where they're Xbox is, it's in the closet because it's become such a problem. My one 16-year-old son, who he's pretty talented. He's pretty good at a lot of different things. Great uh, runner. He was involved in track, cross country. Uh, He loves skateboarding. Uh, Very capable, very talented. He's been working on some electronic music. And he's told me, he said, Dad, you know what? If you would have let me game as much as I wanted... That's all I would do, and I wouldn't be good at some of these activities that I enjoy. So the real problem, right, is the parent problem. So why are we afraid? Why are we afraid to take away the games? Why are we afraid to take away the controllers? Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think one is it's it's much like anything else, you know, just like TV. It's an easy babysitter. You know, I think we also struggle ourselves right? With the things that we do to avoid. And so if we can have our kids avoiding on the gaming systems, then we can avoid be it on our own electronics or our own hobbies or interests. The other thing too, is we just don't want to be the bad guy. And then we become very lulled into the fact that, well, this is happening to everybody else. I was recently talking with the father who was talking about the kid who is gaming all the time, staying up, till two in the morning. And then he has to fight to get him out of bed in the morning. And as we were all talking about this and some other fathers as well, discussing this, he said, Oh, well, this makes me feel much better that other people are having the same problem now. Yeah, that's good. And that's a good statement, but here's the problem is when we become okay, just because other people are having the same problem, but are we doing something about it? 
Now, I again, I want to go back to this this idea that we we struggle with our own anxiety, and we struggle with the anxiety of having to remove our child from something that all the other kids are doing is a popular thing, has become somewhat normalized. Now, again, just because it's normal doesn't make it okay. So I mentioned earlier too about, you know, this was a discussion I had personally, like with a group of other fathers who were dealing with this problem, which as I said that, I kind of thought to myself, wow, that's kind of cool. Because I can guarantee the majority of the parents dealing with this are the mothers. And I can guarantee that we're dealing with a lot of, lot of mother fatigue. All right. They're getting sick and tired of having to be the ones to monitor, having to be the ones to control and quote unquote, be the bad guy. So I think this is a situation where fathers really do need to step up and, and help in getting their, and I say boys, right? Cause this is a bigger boys problem than it is girls and getting them out and doing things. Okay. Getting them active, getting them engaged I mean, we know all the hours they spend are really are wasted. They really are thrown away hours. And I'm not, I'm not one who's like, you know, no gaming at all. I think in moderation, I think when, you know, you got a little bit of downtime, you know, parents constantly ask me that question. How much time do you think my kids should have playing games, right? Or screen time. And I say an hour a day and two hours each weekend day. I think that's enough. And I think as parents, we need to step up, not be afraid of our child's reaction, not be afraid of our own insecurity, being okay with our child, you know, being different than what their other friends are getting. Okay. And taking a stand. And so this isn't about addiction. You know, that's part of the problem too, is everybody's having this, this argument debate. Well, is addictive? Is it not? I mean, we had this debate about cigarettes, right? Many, many years ago. Did it ever seem like a good idea, right? To have your child, you know, smoke a cigarette back in the, in the seventies, just because it hadn't been officially declared an addictive damaging substance. I mean, do we need to have that right to start taking control and start parenting and helping our kids? It's um, again, this is on the forefront of my mind because I've had a lot of parents come in with a lot of concerns and the symptoms they're describing are really scary. And I've had to really support some parents and really hold their hands to get them to set these boundaries and limitations. And when they've done it, they've seen remarkable things with increased in mood, um, increased um, motivation, just more pleasant to be around, just a real change in their kids as they've pulled back the time or taken the time entirely away from gaming. So something to do, something to take action with. Um, I hope this helps you. I hope this helps give you some support. I know this is, is, is difficult, but I absolutely see it as being worthwhile. And I do. I, I'm seeing a lot of this in my practice. So that's why I really wanted to share this with you. And so parents, it's time to parent up. It's time to not be a friend. Uh, be there for your child and be there by not being their friend. I hope this has been helpful. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Please go into iTunes, give me a review, uh, mark off some of those stars, and I will catch you next time.